0: Golden Deer Productions. Golden De- Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you forgot to enter.
1: I mean, then I did one to myself, so I guess it wasn't that bad.
2: So. You, gave your, you gave yourself a tat?
1: Yeah, it's this little kitty cat here.
2: Whoa, what's.
1: It's almost like these people are taking a scene that isn't necessarily theirs, and they have all this money and can throw the shows, and they're not really including the actual underground people. Oh, you
2: you think it's being exploited?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Isabella Marga, and this is my golden hour. Water. Earth.
0: Fire. Air. Long ago, the four deer nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the fire deer attacked... Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted Golden Deer Forest.
2: Season four. one of these <laughs> that's just to sync the audio in the video oh okay <laughs> so
1: whoa oh my god all the keto,
2: all the keto. <laughs> that's a fact so listen i want everybody in the room before we start to come up say hi introduce yourselves juan let's start with you me why me just come away and say that's hey irrelevant I'll get out of no. here. No, I'm
1: irrelevant
0: really <laughs>
2: Hello, I'm Juan. Juan. My guy, thanks for coming, bro. N- you're next.
1: Hey, I'm Mick.
2: Mick, thanks for coming. Macbeth. Then we got the woman who made it happen.
1: Hey, I'm
0: Orange Power Suit Molly.
2: <laughs> my favorite lady in an Orange Power Suit.
1: Thank Love that.
2: So. Let's give a little testament to Molly. Molly's a hustler, man. You are, honestly.
3: (laughs) She
1: really makes it happen. She does. I don't know anyone that works harder than
3: Molly. I know. Like, Molly worked for
2: her birthday. Yeah, I honestly, I know a couple other psychos out there, like me, who like doing the 18 hours. You're one of them, man. Yeah,
1: you got
0: that. I'm I'm not bringing up. Because yeah, let's not do all that. The
2: are you Capricorn too? No, I'm a Sagittarius. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a good thing?
3: <laughs> it depends on when. <laughs> all, right, all right,
2: we'll Capricorn. get into this later. I, this yes. astrology stuff blows my mind. I don't know how you guys do it. Hey, hey, Isabella, thank you for coming. Thank do you, you want to just just introduce yourself and who you are, what's going on, and I'm just going to situate this so this is easy. <laughs>
1: I'm Isabella Amarga. I'm a singer, and um, yeah, that's really it.
2: I also heard you were a makeup artist.
1: Kind of. More like for fun. I never went to school for it. More self taught, but. You're sales at Bare Minerals, though. Come on. I mean, yeah, there oh. was my prime with that.
2: <laughs> oh, you're a salesperson at Bare Miner- Minerals? And the best yeah. One in the county. Let's go. <laughs> for
1: like a period yeah i was one of the best in like the district or something but
2: (laughs) oh you know (laughs) well well question i've been getting a little stress acne how do i take care of it
1: um i mean have you ever done like do you use like a face wash moisturizer i
2: i only get it to be honest i drink like a lot of coffee and i like break out a little bit
1: well drink more water and smart water yeah that's the best kind i heard
2: that's that's the bougie water that, Not as bougie as Voss Oh, Poland Springs yeah. Fiji's good Fiji. too, though That's
1: like
0: I would walk around Like with Fiji water Like let people stare And like gasp And I would <laughs>
2: Because
0: like Fiji water
2: It's like seven dollars For like a little capsule it.
0: Yeah, just let people Know my wealth And they like Adidas socks With Nike shoes <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a tough look
1: But you thrifted it So it's like They don't have to know that
2: Yeah, do you guys Are there thrift stores You guys go to around here?
1: um yeah there's like a lot honestly a ton, right? yeah i mean i really like savers that's like my top um thrift store but there's also which one
2: there's one in cambridge
1: no not in cambridge it's like oh i thought you just meant like the massachusetts area well isn't the... there
2: like a string of um thrift stores all in central square Thrift
0: store consciousness.
1: um right? is it in central or davis
2: Central, there's, like, Salvation Army, Blue Cross, I mean, Red Cross. Um,
1: there's Goodwill there. Boomerang. Yeah. True, true.
2: Central's popping. Yeah. Do you guys ever, like, when you're when you're thrifting, do you ever feel like, holy shit, this could have been, like, a dead person?
1: Actually, no, <laughs> but, like, now I will. The likelihood is high, though. Yeah, it's very high. It's probably, like, most of the stuff that's donated is from someone that died.
2: I mean, because people...
1: Well, be- right? No. <laughs> it might
2: well where do a dead person's clothes go well, I mean, to goodwill right
1: i guess it depends on how like good condition their clothes are so that's what yeah you know, my statement was not right I mean, but
3: eventually everyone dies so if you think about it all the clothes probably belong to someone who is either dead or dead inside exactly <laughs> but like, or dying or someone dying, who's dying or
2: someone dying. yeah but no i
3: mean a lot of people are just like especially the area they're just cleaning up their closet constantly because people here there's constant housing insecurity people are constantly moving so
2: they constantly getting rid of their shit so are so are you guys conscious on the like the thrift store wave like you're actively going to stores
1: i mean i don't go like set out days like i'm gonna go to the thrift store like all week but i do have like times that i like to go yeah but i don't
2: know so how how do you dictate what's like an okay piece to grab and what's not in terms of like the way it looks if it's like too dirty or like too like has too many holes in it
1: yeah i mean if someone something has holes in it it could be a look so with that you have to like consider what you're going to wear it with and what kind of look you're just going for with that piece so i kind
2: of feel like if it if a thrift piece is too clean then it's probably kind of suspect yeah. Right. If it's like Ooh, really clean, like that, that, that means someone definitely them. tried to wash this for some <laughs> fucked up reason.
1: Oh, true. There is that re- that to it, but. <laughs> no
3: I did not. I did not think about that. Me either. actually wash their clothes before they put them
2: out. No one does that.
3: Yeah. Some places do that.
2: Oh, oh, the store like the does store it. The store actually
3: does it. Like they, yeah. like, they go through the donations and they pick the clothes they like and then they wash them before they put them on the sale. Floor. Well,
2: have you guys been to, you know, Garment District? Yeah, they're overpriced, though. Like It is? It's expensive? pound
3: section. Yeah. It's, like, the best. I mean, Garment
1: I've actually cool. never done that. kind of intimidates me,
3: but...
2: <laughs> Do what?
1: The, like, pound for a dollar section. No, that shit
2: is weird. It it's intimidates like a foam me. pit of clothes, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like
0: a ball pit, but for clothing. Yeah, I... like, a little rat with a
2: no dead ass dead ass yeah and you see people like on their hands and knees in that place just rifling through it
1: i don't like that
2: that That shit makes me a little queasy yeah feel a little issue when you walk in that place huh Honestly. You
0: hear horror stories about people who work at Savers, though? Like, my friend worked there and found shit in her pocket. Well, <gasps> not her pocket. Oh. That would be weird. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> put shit in a coat. Yeah, like, well, literally shit in a winter coat.
1: That?
2: Yeah, you guys gotta... There's <laughs> gotta, gotta be some guidelines your when bodies. you're walking into these places, man. That's not okay. <laughs> so, so, you seem very fashion-forward.
1: Yeah. I have always loved fashion and expressing myself through fashion ever since I was probably, like, I don't know, started to dress myself, I guess. I always express myself through what I wear.
2: And that started when?
1: I mean, I would probably say, like, nine, ten years old. So you are making fashion
2: statements, like, young.
1: Yeah, I mean, back then my fashion was a little different. It started off with more of, like... Yeah, that was, like, when I was 11, I started being emo, like, picking up that, like, alternative fashion. But before, I was more, almost like a hippie, like, trying to be, I don't know, because my sisters are more on, like, the boho style, so.
2: What is a boho style?
1: I don't know, I just feel like. If someone, if you see something and you're thinking this could look like an outfit from the 70s, that's like a boho style mixed with Uh, something. Is boho
2: B-A-U-S-H-A-U-S? Is that what boho is? Is
1: the band Oh, boho? That's like an old (laughs) goth band. (laughs) All
2: right, guys. Okay, I'm trying here. This is new for me.
1: Boho is short for bohemian. Oh. So if you think of like that, like, I don't know. Kind of a rustic style is probably going to be more of a boho look.
2: So what what differed what differs your look now from a boho style? Uh very different. I'm, di- I'm just being honest. <laughs> this is like totally new to me. All this stuff. So. I
1: basically turned 11. What? It was like 2008. I threw away all my clothes that was not black. I threw it all away. And I started over from just having black basic clothes, and then I made my family go to hot topic and mm-hmm. I got clothes with my Christmas money birthday money, everything, and all black, yeah, not even just all black, but then like I started adding like pops of like maybe I'll have like a bright neon scarf with like cheetah print on it or something and wear an all black and like have like clipping coontails and like my bowl cut mm-hmm. and like. For me, I did get um kind of picked on for that because I was I was gonna say at a young age, Yeah. Like,
2: if you're the girl coming into <laughs> school in all black, out of nowhere were kids like, you know Yeah. Like what happened, what's going on, or
1: it definitely shocked some people, but I was also going through a lot at home, um, like just a lot of family stuff. So
2: Is this this is yeah. on revere?
1: No, I don't live in Revere, so I've, like, moved around a lot, but um, at this point, I was living in Bilrica and... Um, well
2: Yeah. I'm kind of from near there, too. Ugh, I don't like that area. Dirty Rick. Dirty, Rick. <laughs> Dirty <laughs> Hey, you're from Salem or something like that, right? Sokesbury. Sokesbury. Okay. <laughs> don't throw stones in a glass house.
1: <laughs> For real. Yeah. Um. So I was at the lock middle school in belrica and bitches were not nice and i was expressing myself and now people are like praising my style and like not like praising but like being nice about it and f those b words yeah so (laughs) so now i'm thankful that it gave me tough skin it definitely helped me how old are you i'm 21 now
2: word okay so you have bounced around massachusetts a lot
1: yeah, um I lived like in Medford and um Waltham, Billerica, Burlington. So I'm from,
2: I'm from Lincoln, you know, Lincoln.
1: Yeah, I I know Lincoln. This is
2: refreshing here. Someone's from Greater Boston, not in yeah. the city, man. Thanks.
1: Yeah. repping. Reppin.
2: Oh, no, not, you're 781, right? Number? Um
1: 978.
2: yeah we were cool. That's wild.
1: Well, I also lived in Brazil for a while.
2: Yeah, I didn't. That was a curveball. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I this is new to me, so I try to do as much research as I can. Of what's going on <laughs> in your guys' world? There's, there's a lot of different little info I'm trying to piece together. I know. Here,
1: <laughs> there's a lot to it, but it's good that we're having this moment yeah, to it's, oh, it's lay great. it all out.
2: Welcome to the Golden Deer headquarters, and I don't even own the room.
1: But um, yeah, yeah like
2: so so what? So you moved from Brazil initially?
1: No, I was born in America. My family came from Brazil like three years before I was born.
2: Like Portuguese in the house, Brazil or?
1: Yeah, like Portuguese Portuguese was my first language. Um You speak
2: perfect yeah. English, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like went to school in America for most of my life. I just did one year of school in Brazil. So that helped me a lot with being fluent in Portuguese too, though.
2: Word. And so you just, your family was just like, fuck it, let's just go to Brazil for a year or?
1: Um, yeah, it was like, honestly, around the time that I was starting to be more alternative and stuff. And my family was kind of like, let's, oh, they nervous?" yeah, they were like, let's like send her to see like what it's like in a third world country. And maybe she won't be so emo, like kind Whoa. of thing. Like,
2: <laughs> Do you have siblings? But,
1: yeah, I have two older sisters. Are
2: they also like pretty expressive?
1: Yeah, I mean, one of them definitely more than the other, but. Um, they're twins, so and they're 15 years older than me, so Whoa. I was basically raised with three moms. and No yeah. wonder
2: you were acting out, yeah crazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, they weren't very nice when I was younger, but now they're like really, we're tight.
2: <laughs> so you have like, you have near 40-year-old sisters?
1: Yeah, they're like 36 now. Wow. Yeah, they're both married and happy, I hope and they both really support me with my music and stuff so
2: so when you guys shot down a brazil you were all, you all went or was it like just you? <clears throat> they sent you solo.
1: So my mom was with me for a little bit and we were living at my grandma's house and that's where I lived. And then my mom like had to come back because she didn't have a citizenship at the time. So
2: a Brazil citizenship.
1: Uh, no, American citizenship. She, she has a Brazilian citizenship. Me too. Like we all do. But when they first came here, they didn't have an American citizenship. So she couldn't be there too long on a visa, on the American visa because okay, it yeah. would expire.
2: So. no one wants to lose the American citizenship. Right. It's like a, I know it's like a big deal for immigrant families, right? Mm-hmm. To obtain citizenship. Yeah.
1: yeah, I remember the day that everyone got their green card. They were like jumping Punt. around. Yeah, it was really exciting to see that.
2: Was well, Brazil that bad?
1: Um, I mean, it just depends on where you go. I, I would say it's kind of similar to the U.S., but then there's some things that happen there that are like, really bad like the government does to the people
2: yeah i remember when they did the world cup there there was like this crazy shit that the government did where they like set up walls around certain is it a barrio is that what you you call it yeah yeah and they literally just for like marketing purposes literally just like closed off the worst neighborhood so like tourists couldn't see it
1: right that's, they, that's
2: real life right and i'm not making that up
1: yeah they would do stuff like that there was one point it was actually in my state but this was like a couple years ago i wasn't there at the time but um the police just went on strike and it was literally was no cops no it was like the purge Whoa. in that state like essentially people were getting like robbed out of their cars like in the highway like
2: oh my god yeah yeah when was it this was when you were over there this is recent. no
1: this was kind of recent it was maybe like a year or two ago or something but yeah
2: whoa yeah so you're like happy you live in america
1: yeah i definitely like the um way that america is set up where it's more organized but it could be better
2: so you, so you can notice a stark difference like in your day-to-day from brazil as compared to like moving around in massachusetts
1: yeah like i mean even just like visually everything is different too but like the way that the people are there is like a lot more um like social interactions out there i feel like than here people
2: are a little more hardened here
1: yeah people are definitely more like i'm gonna stay in like my lane and like not look at anybody i'm walking like it's a very my boston thing. thing too yeah that's true
2: do you ever do you think that um boston this is probably a question for all you guys is embrace of like totally alternative music and style Oh, for sure. yeah you know, i mean to be honest i don't know a ton about it so
1: yeah, I mean, the people that I know that like the alternative scene and music, they are really about it and, like, are really, truly, deeply into it.
2: Queer
1: Fest that you performed at. Yeah.
2: What's it called? Sheer Queer?
1: Yeah, Sheer Queer Fest. Um, I got to perform at that. And everyone that was there, even they didn't know me, but just, like, being part of that scene, they're so, em- like, they just embraced me and stuff, so...
2: Is it, a, is it like a, a rite of passage to like kind of get into the community to, to dye your hair? Because I notice it a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm like looking around. Everyone's got dyed hair. Try it,
0: Connor.
1: You just go pink. Let's go
2: pink. Well, I, pink. Got, I, I have rare, luscious red hair, man. <laughs> yeah, you do It'd be a travesty, sure. but my hairline's going, so whoa.
1: I mean, oh I don't know. I feel like we all just like to do that. I mean, I love it.
2: I think it's awesome. Hey. Do you guys all have tats, too? Yeah. yeah. Where do you get your tats?
1: BC Flash, Brian. Do your he, promo. Yeah, do your little yeah, plug. Yeah, he is at Boston Street Tattoo in Lynn. Brian, he is like my favorite tattoo artist. I've, I've only gone to him like in the past year and a half.
2: So. Give my girl Isabella a discount, yeah. man. He, he does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you have? A lot?
1: Yeah, last time I counted, it was like 24. Which Whoa. to me, that's not a lot because I know people that have like 45, 50, and I'm just like, I want to be like that.
2: So does every tattoo has significance at a certain point are you just getting them to get them? 21's a ton. You guys all have like that many? I have
3: no tattoos. No, I only have two. I might want my next one to be like my first like big Whoa. Smaller
2: one. Whoa. You talking about like a sleeve type thing?
3: I'm talking like something really big on like either my back or my stomach.
2: Whoa. Yeah. Yes. i molly backwards okay, I on my forehead. So when I
0: look in the mirror, <laughs> it says it like, like last me.
2: Not good so for business. <laughs> Definitely not good for business. <laughs> <I'm dead. laughs> So, wait. So when did you get your first hat?
1: Um. Well, it was a stick and poke, and I was fourteen.
2: Whoa. Yeah. What's a stick and poke? Elaborate.
1: It's like the worst thing ever, and no one should ever do it at home or anywhere. But I mean, unless it's like a sanitary person doing it. But like, it's it's not good if you're like a teenager. It's it's a homemade tattoo with like a needle and ink and oh, is string. Is that where you like
2: superheat the pen?
1: I mean, no, you don't want to do it with a pen.
2: <laughs> so what happened? You just had some like girl or guy come over and just stab me, man.
1: Well, yeah, at first I did. <laughs> yeah. I had my uh, friend um, Liam, he came to my house. and Shout out to Liam. Yeah, he tattooed a little flower on my hip and then... After that, I did someone. Right on the bone. Yeah, I don't know why because crazy first one. Yeah, I was just like, honestly, fuck me up, fam. Like, let's just do it. (laughs) Oh, it killed, right? Yeah, it wasn't good, but I mean, then I did ones myself, so I guess it wasn't that bad.
2: You gave gave yourself a tat?
1: Yeah, it's this little kitty cat here.
2: Whoa! What's what are these two?
1: These say IDK and IDC, and then this is a a heart key.
2: Like Kingdom Hearts key.
1: Not a Kingdom Hearts key, the Keyblade. It's not that, but um, I guess it's the key to my heart.
2: I don't know. That's fire.
1: It kind of got fucked up though. It like I scratched you, my finger. You did all these yourself? No, no. These were from Brian.
2: Shout out, Brian. Yeah, shout out, Brian. Brian, I might come to you, man. I want to get, I want to get the deer outline, just a small one on the back of my trap. Do it. But I'm, I'm kind of afraid. Like you know, people say once you get that first one, it's they, it's like yo that actually doesn't hurt that bad yeah you, have, you got some too I have yeah I have my whole front done whoa and color legs, yeah whoa so how many total I don't know a <laughs> lot <laughs> I have ink wise more than her but I think she has more than me more individual pieces yeah but like I have like all my shit like, I, I just yeah, got you have this like that's fucking massive whoa like like, oh shit show the camera yeah go That's did did uh, <laughs> Brian do that too no I got this done in Columbia Last week. Oh, you were in Columbia. Yeah. I'm from there. <laughs> Whoa. I'm telling you. A lot we're of pretty weird, worldly. A lot of info <laughs> going on here. Um. So you like did that yourself at the yeah. crib type thing?
1: Yeah. Basically, you just get a needle, and then you sanitize it, and you wrap string around it, and then you dip it in ink, and the string will hold the ink to like go into your skin.
2: <laughs> so you're not like maybe i'm not totally pro at this or you're just like fuck it
1: yeah i kind of just like drew it on myself with sharpie first and I'm like yeah this looks right and like what did it <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, can i see it again that was all like imagine there was no like reference you were like looking at a computer when you were doing it
1: yeah no i kind of i've it's like a whole cat's face but at first i just wanted like the ears and whiskers and like why don't i just do nose and eyes too
2: you were totally alone when you did it? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, when my mom saw it, she wanted to kill me.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Does, is Your your parents are against tats? Or... I know immigrant families can sometimes be a little yeah. At stricter first, on customs like that.
1: I mean, definitely when I was, like, 14 to, like... 17 tattooing myself and having my friends do it she wasn't happy but then once i turned 18 and i got like some cute ones she actually decided to go get some herself Whoa. so i kind of converted her in that sense
2: so, how many does she have now
1: <laughs> i think she has like three or four or something but they're all like cute little mom tats you know oh my god <laughs> yeah
2: so do you have color is it just all black and white
1: i have some color i have like just i'm seeing this like heart with and then the sad clown trash bag guy and then this blue spider web
2: whoa yeah so so when you get these done do they have like significance or you're just like yeah this is gonna look cool like what is the what is the bag with the radioactive symbol on it or it's a it's a
1: clown and it's a sad clown and that's how i feel i feel like a a trash bag, sad clown, a lot. So, what? like. <laughs>
3: the lounge,
1: so, yeah, I don't know. So I've good. always loved clowns and clown makeup and, like, being into makeup in general. I've heard people say, I've seen clowns wear more makeup than you or less makeup than you, you know, like, trying to pick fun at me and stuff. So, it's kind of just a way of, like, taking it
2: back. A little rebellious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little, I know it's, like, very stereotypical, but totally petrified of clowns. Yeah. So I don't know. So this is just you've liked this your whole life.
1: Honestly, I was really I scared of, in of clowns the music video. too. You're wearing
2: like clown makeup, right?
1: Yeah. So um, I used to be afraid of clowns, and then I had like a confrontational moment with a clown. Like you
2: squared up with him.
1: Um. Swung well, on him. like sort of, but not really. I ran away, but <laughs> um, my <laughs> my classmates in Brazil, there's like a school for like um little kids nearby our school were getting out of school and they see a clown entertaining the kids and they all knew that I was afraid of clowns. I don't know why it came up, but they paid the clown like $1.50 or something and it chased after me because like they paid it to do that. And I was just like running for my life and I turn around.
2: That sounds... <laughs> it just continues. Huh?
1: I, I turned around after like maybe... I don't know. Like, five minutes of, like, really, like... Running for your life. Lunging. Not lunging. um, You know, just... Striding. Yeah. Getting the hell out. And I turn around, and the clown isn't even behind me anymore. And I'm just, like, honestly, like, why was I so afraid of this? Like, this guy, like, just wanted money. He wasn't going to run after me. And I'm like, these clowns, like, I'm not going to be afraid of them.
2: So, did you have to ease into that? Like... That honestly sounds like one of the most petrifying childhood <laughs> memories I've ever heard. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah. So I how old like, are you? You're in seventh grade.
1: Yeah. At this time, I was like in seventh or eighth grade, so I was like 12 or 13. And, so and,
2: and so you were just kind of like the odd man out. Yeah. You're out of class, and there's just a, a clown at the schoolyard.
1: Yeah. I mean, we were all getting out, and like I guess my girlfriends like stayed behind a little bit, and the guys were all out there, and the guys love to just pick on all the girls. So. They decided to do that.
2: Oh my god. Yeah.
1: But I don't know. When I was just like hunched over trying to catch my breath and like dying and kinda crying, I was just like, yeah, I need to like get over this. This is like not what I wanna do.
2: So <laughs> now you're just full time. Oh, okay. Alright, Molly, the producer. Are we good? Are we good over there? Yeah, I'm just gonna be a background. I like that. Check
1: the screen. So no, yeah. I'm like a not a full-time clown, but, like, definitely, like, part-time clown, full-time clown lover.
0: What if remember when we talked about you uh, joining the Juggalette contest?
1: Yeah, and I would still do that. I would go to Ohio to try to win the Juggalette what's beauty true? pageant the, or the that talent seem, that seems show. That's insane clown posse. Yeah. yeah clown. We should have got Fago here for Bella. I should have said that to Who's that? Faygo <laughs> is a, it's a soda-like Fanta.
2: And what's the significance? So...
1: It's like, love love it's like the juggalo. It's
2: it like drugged or? It's
3: no. Yeah. It's kind of like
2: Quaaludes <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, okay, Molly. No, you're doing
3: a great
0: job. No, but I if it to wasn't a for. Yes, a, I would
1: a day that. in the life. And I want and to me... go to a
2: show really badly. Yeah. I've not been to one. I know you, that you guys perform a lot at the Middle East.
1: Yeah, on Tuesday. Tuesday? On Tuesday.
2: Word. Who's Who set that show up?
1: Shane Slaughter.
2: Okay. He's also in the emo alternative. Yeah. So am I is. categorizing that right? You, your guys' style is emo alternative? I mean... I don't want to put you in a box here.
1: I don't know. It's always hard for me to say what genre of music I actually make because I feel like it kind of has so many different influences so I feel like I feel alternative. Like there's a lot of blurred lines, kind of. I feel like just alternative might cover it all, right? Like
3: Yeah, I mean, that and once you define yourself as something more than just, like, let's say you make, like, rap music, but you start getting really specific, like, I make trap. emo trap music that with like, a cowboy beat, then it's, like, you make anything different, and everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's true,
2: too. I get it, but, like, if someone was to refer to the community, like, the show at the Middle East that's happening would they say it's an emo alternative show or
1: not for that one i don't think because some of the artists on it are like hip
3: hop artists like, yeah, like the queen doll yeah emo pop. yeah true like, there's definitely it's definitely a multi genre show are,
2: are we familiar with claro mm-hmm. yeah
3: so mm-hmm. what is her genre she's like indie diy minimalist <laughs> <Like, laughs>
2: okay you got to calm down over there with all those <laughs> i
3: mean she makes high quality lo-fi. yeah basically okay, yeah. yeah. so, she's bedroom
2: pop yeah Sorry. but uh, but again is that just in the production or like how do you what dictates that subgenre? because from what i when you guys came from what i was what i understood is this is like the underground music right Yeah. so is the underground all alternative pop emo no pop?
1: there's so many different genres in the underground there's like the rappers, and then the people who sing, and there's indie, and there's all different kinds. I mean... So it's a
2: collective of, like, yeah. experimental sound, kind of.
1: Exactly. That's what I would say. I'd call
2: it like show sounds a like a blast. Of
0: music, like the of
1: <laughs> True, because, yeah, you walk into Spencers, you're going to see, like, a Tupac t-shirt, but you're also going to see My Chemical Romance t-shirts, like... A little bit of everything. Uh,
2: Maybe a lava lamp. Yeah. Beer pong table.
1: Exactly. Some dildos.
2: But probably. probably.
0: (laughs) Some basement scene is like they're super into their genres. They're like, how dare you call like American football like emo music? Like they're that's like a different scene we associate with them. But this is
2: more like pop type stuff. Like not just pop music, but I'd say the image
3: of it is like pop in a bit of.
0: Like, darker gothic
2: styles as well. Yes. Yeah, so, so, I mean, growing up, I think I'd refer to it as, it was goth. But then I think it shifted. Like, you like My Chemical Romance? That was goth, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, emo. emo.
2: Yeah. E- that's emo? Yeah. So what's goth? Well, goth
3: is like... Okay, think emo is like, I want to die. Goth is like, I'm already dead. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect.
2: So who's emo and who's goth? Like, name, name a band for each.
1: Uh, I feel like Disturbed is like goth. And then. Is that Screamo? I mean, they scream a little bit. It's like throaty singing almost, I would say. But. Um, and then, like, Panic at the Disco is emo. Like, oh, word, okay. Yeah.
2: Do you, are we from a scapegoat?
1: I don't know. Scapegoat. Slipknot. Slipknot, yeah. What are they? I feel like Slipknot's more like heavy metal kind of music. Yeah. They scream too.
2: And so, that shit's crazy, right? I was like, no. So, the guy who runs the studio, as you can tell, like, he's trying to make this place look like a spaceship. And it's like half done. But that thing is triggered. Watch this. Open.
3: Sick. Is that huh? where you had- Open up!
2: Place- Fuck! Place off, You're like, embarrassing the me!
3: <laughs> start chasing Isabella. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh,
1: whoa.
2: <laughs> I'm going to start getting paranoid. So, have you seen It? You know It the movie?
1: I actually just bought the book yesterday.
2: It's a Stephen King.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to read that. I
2: would I would watch the first movie over the remake. That is honestly, like, I know it sounds very stereotypical, but it is, like, one of the most disturbing movies ever.
1: It's, yeah, it's really messed up. I mean, I watched that a, at a young age, too, so that's definitely part of the reason why I had a young clown fear at the beginning, but... Now I just
2: Now you just watch and smile.
1: No, I don't <laughs> smile, but I'm just like I it's really like, beep, beep Georgie. <laughs> I love the aesthetics and stuff, so <laughs>
2: he's a he's a wild man, Stephen King. Yeah.
1: He's crazy. Uh,
0: I mean, Bella's album cover has a really cool like for confinement has a really yeah.
1: cool I actually took it in Lincoln.
2: Oh, you know what I, ha- I'm talking- I meant to talk to you yeah. about that. So I like went through your gram that you know that spot is like totally a novelty. Yeah, I didn't know about it until recently. I grew up in Lincoln, but what we're referring to is it's this um fucked up, scary ring of uh, <laughs> I love it of play wooden horses, and it's like a it seems nearly satanic, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's just in the middle of this like right next to this farm in this field.
1: Yeah, it like and It's did, accumulated over time. I looked it up too and it like showed up randomly in 2006 or something and no one knows where it came from. And yeah, I just thought it would fit perfectly with my music.
2: It, and you do kind of get a eerie feeling when you show up, don't you?
1: Yeah, I definitely felt a not like a presence, but an energy.
2: Yeah, so for anyone who's going to listen or watch this, look up What would you look up? Do you guys know what we're talking about? The, the it's like literally like the ring. Satan. It's like, what do you, what do they call the it? Satanic I, growing up there, I had no clue what it was, and yeah. then you just drive Wait. by it. Look what it up. You
3: took your pictures. That was like you guys didn't set that up.
2: No. No, that oh that was there.
1: I I actually asked um, Will, my brother-in-law. He's a photographer, and I was like, you know, I want something that gives like kind of like a dark circus theme and he was looking into it and he found that and I was like this is perfect
2: it's fire yeah it's just in the middle of nowhere have you seen true detective do you know that no yeah it just you know have you seen it a little bit of it i think it sounds familiar yeah it's just like there's something about like weird satanic culture in like the most natural places possible which i think is so eerie
1: yeah well
2: a lot of it, Let's bring that uh, out in the music, huh?
0: <laughs> a lot of satanic stuff has to do with like rituals and also like the satanic Bible is just a mockery of religion itself. So yeah. like it's just taking it's like dis- disarming what religion
2: really is and taking the morals from it mm-hmm. and doing whatever with it. Are you religious?
1: Um, no. Uh, I was raised very religiously Catholic but Christian. It was what type evangelical okay i think but i don't know she
2: grew up really crazy
1: yeah my mom kind of like converted to it when we came from brazil because of the international family church that was in our area like so it was very she got very strict about it when i was growing up but i have really strayed away from it probably because of it being so strict and yeah
2: yeah when did you start to question existence
1: I remember, actually, I was, like, 10 years old, and I hear this girl on the bus talking with this other girl, and she's like, dude, I don't know, something, something, you don't even believe in God, right? Like, you're over that, right? And I was like, wait, like, over it? Like, that's something people grow out of? And... Then I started to question it because I was, like, at home, no one was questioning it. And mm-hmm. at school, it's not something people really talked about except for that one eavesdropping moment I caught. So that's, like, when I
2: was... Well, it's weird. I think our generation is, like, totally bending, like, religious statutes. Like, it seems like it's pretty common for everybody to question religious values. Yeah. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like... My sisters, they were pretty religious for way longer than I was, and that's like a generational difference for us. I feel like so, it definitely shows.
2: I one thing about religion though, it like it gives people like faith, though you know. The mystery of faith. <laughs> Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Hosanna. Amen. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you're going to invest all that time in believing something in something that you don't really know about, you might as well just like believe in yourself all that much, too. I don't know. I'm not saying you don't have to believe in your God or whatever, but... Some people, I feel like, really just rely on their religion as, like, a brace or something.
2: It helps. It gives people a sense of confidence, though, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm known for being a psycho worker, man. <laughs> Sometimes if you just go out on a limb and take a risk, you're like, yo, you know what? God got me. Like, that's going to... It will work.
1: I mean, that's true, too. CYBG I mean, I... Thank you,
2: God. That's John. I'll introduce you guys after. You just walked in.
1: I feel like... I do say that too though. I'm god like God's got me. Yeah, I'm like it's it's in oh my god, like it's in God's hands right now. It's fine. Do you
2: believe in pr- uh predestination?
1: I kind of do, but I don't. I feel like as you make your choices, things in the your future are like laid down as like possibilities, but I don't think anything's really set in stone like it's going to be like this. Like people have to make the right choices for that to be set up.
2: Makes life seem like a game, doesn't it?
1: It does. I it's like those old goosebumps books that like mm-hmm. in the bottom Stein. it's like, yeah, it's like flip to page whatever if you want to do this or flip to this page if you'd like to do this. And I know I would always flip to both pages and see which path would be it would the be best. better. Yeah. But I would always die in the end. That's how the books <laughs> ended.
2: <laughs> you got a messed wow. up childhood, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> they, you know they make like,
3: Twitter threads like that. Hmm. You know, they make like, Twitter threads like that where it's like you like make a choice. like <laughs> it's like Trapped in a House Twitter thread. Oh, my God. Like kidnapped Twitter thread. It's like, can you get out of the thread alive? <laughs> it's crazy. though. No, I, I do. Like, I used to do this all the time.
2: She was I petrifying.
3: Would I would always die. That's On the top, religion, giving people kind of a blind faith. I think with
2: Bella's music, she kind of... Here, Molly, the salesperson. Let's go. <laughs> Back at it. And also the feels person. The vibes. <laughs> uh, I feel like
0: religion construct this idea of blind faith and Bella's music kind of opens it up like oh, searches beyond like what is the faith what is beyond the manipulation and kind of sits there with the truth. Yeah. And you can tell the essence of religion that like she I feel like well. my
1: song sociopath talks about that a lot.
2: Yeah, so let's we'll shift into the music just a little bit here. Um but I do want to get back to the predestination cuz <laughs> it's interesting. But yeah, like I was you have like it seemed like you got dense lyrics yeah and so i i think i wrote a couple down i want you to just (laughs) kind of elaborate on what they mean yeah definitely because it seems like there's a lot of innuendo and symbolism going on
0: good podcast guy like every time you really research well i
2: want to make sure we got stuff to talk about you know
0: i've been on some podcasts where they've been like so like walking down the street today and guess what i saw today when i looked at anyways this has been good (laughs) Guys. <laughs> True. That's fire.
2: Uh, where was it? Let me find it.
0: The mystery of faith.
3: Oh, <laughs> <All in laughs> I went to Catholic school for two years. Oh, the only
0: prayer I remember is um the prayer before lunch, because I was, I was a hungry <laughs> year girl, very hungry. Um, so it goes... Blessed, O Lord, for these, I guess what you're
1: about to receive through my bounty,
0: Bounty through through
2: Christ Christ, our Lord, amen. Amen.
1: Yeah. All I had was God is good, God is great. Thank you for our food, amen. (laughs) Okay.
2: I got it. You ready? Yes, yes, yes. So you said on the song, waste my time. You said, would it be be a shame if everything was in vain? And then you said, trees seem fruitless. I can't get through this. Am I right in depicting that? Um,
1: The trees part. But that's the right lyrics, right? Yeah. Every tree we try to prune seems so fruitless is that part. And then I can't get through this. So, I mean, I have a hard time with, like, relationships. So sometimes it feels like I'm wasting their time or they're wasting mine because I can be so crazy and I don't know. So it was kind of just, like, about that. But also thinking about the fun of, like, wanting to discover if you can make this dead tree come back to life.
2: Is, is there a little Adam and Eve tie in there? I
1: That's, mean, I guess in a way, but not, like, okay, necessarily. that wasn't the
2: intention. <laughs> no. I got another one. Yes. On no, on nowhere. nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. You say, nowhere to go. I'm out crawling in the night. I hope you find me. So I'm hoping that's not about the clown we referenced no. earlier. <laughs> no. Because that would be fucked up.
1: That song, I actually wrote it around the time where I was going to um, the Middle East a lot. and Like 2017? No, um, I released that song in 2018. Okay. Yeah, so that was like around that time. Maybe like, I don't know, five months back or something like that. And... I was going out to the Middle East a lot and, like, seeing my friends and always just feeling like someone or something was missing and I'm, like, drunk. Not necessarily crawling, but, you know, in the night and enjoying the nightlife. It just
2: a little paranoid. Do you feel, like, paranoid a lot?
1: Yeah, but maybe that just came through, like, subconsciously. I don't know, but I do get, like, paranoid a lot. I'm always questioning people's intentions and... Wondering,
2: yeah, I think that's tough though. Like, do you you have trouble trusting people? You think, yeah, that sucks though, doesn't it? (laughs) I've felt like that a while for a long time too, but it's like, fuck, life is like way less enjoyable.
1: I know, yeah. I mean, as long as you find like a small group of people that you actually can trust. Or at least trust with certain things, like, you can know to, like, just show that to them. And
2: How would you gauge that if you're, like, meeting someone new, if you can trust them or not?
1: Give your social security
2: number. We will never do that.
1: No. I mean, that's the hard thing. When you do meet someone new, you don't know. And you have to spend a lot of time with them. And then when you spend a lot of time with them, you discover if it works or not. and you got to take trust risks, them. though,
2: with people? Yeah. Don't, you th- don't you think so?
1: Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I, even though I have trust issues, I kind of do go into things thinking trust people until they give me a reason not to. So it's not like I'm giving them my all right away, but with little by little, I can see, like, if they're going to give me a reason to not trust them.
2: One thing that I kind of see that being an issue is, like, I'm assuming you want to grow music as much as you can, right? Yeah. And you know, like, I feel like in music business and industry, like, you have to go out on a whim and try shit. So it's, like, weird. It's, like, you kind of have to blindly trust people at a certain point, don't you you think? You have to
0: be the idea of authentic. And I don't really think, I I always say this, I really don't think authentic is a thing. I think that's something you call a car. But you have to sell yourself like a car and also make it personal people right away. So people like there always is going to be this hint of fakeness within the music industry, but
2: but y- it, you
0: have to show you have to show love and also be real and professional about it too. And
2: you feel that way too, like yeah. I mean, you you have to exasperate yourself a little bit as a performer, right? But how like you want to grow your career? How do you just like you kind of have to step out on a whim, don't you?
1: I do, but I mean, it's. Worth it, and like when you get a gut feeling about something being wrong, like obviously don't go for it right away. But I don't know, some things do end up working out if you trust people, so it's something I have to do. Mm
2: -hmm. I know it's weird though, yeah,
1: you can't live without trust, yeah,
2: yeah, it's a fine line testing stuff like that.
1: And it's not like trusting the wrong people as long as you're not, you know, as long as you're playing smart you're not gonna be super set back unless you know you really just weren't thinking at all so
0: I think there's a difference between boundaries and trust too I feel like you have to set up some boundaries for people until you get to trust them yeah in the industry it's always like trust no ho trust no one like be on (laughs) your own and then a lot of the time like sometimes that does work out for people but if you get to like trust the people you're working with there's more sense of vulnerability and that equals more work
2: more. yeah i also think though like i think what's important and who does all your your sonics like um, you got a guy for that
1: yeah i mean i've had like a few different people do um my production and stuff but as of lately it's been joey and he's my main engineer so he
2: okay and he does the beast too Jesse.
1: No, the beats come from like
2: I saw an LDG beat. <laughs> Didn't you do it with LDG? Yeah, that's that, wild. That
1: was waste my time. Um, but yeah, I like met him a while ago, and we he's just a dope
2: producer. Yeah, he's like mostly rap, which I was like oh, that's mad I interesting.
1: Know. Yeah, because he saw my song Stay, which <laughs> has like a funky vibe to it too, and he's like, oh, I have this beat. It's perfect for you. Like it's just like that type of style and that's what i like about waste my time it has that fun funky beat to it But yeah some of my beats though like on my album all the beats um they're originally my compositions on piano and then my friend left hand luck he made the beats to go with my arrangements and the drum patterns yeah and he like i mean it's not really piano on the album anymore like some songs still have it but it's all just like beats so
2: yeah so just tying in what i was saying like i think that's like probably most important and like test me if i'm wrong here but just like keeping a close circle in terms of like your production and doing everything in-house yeah well i'm just saying because when things grow it's like then okay like you kind of you got the formula down man let's keep going yeah
1: definitely i mean even working with joey just like for the past few months um or like almost a year now it's really helped having that one vocal engineer because now we really know like how to help each other and mm-hmm. like make the sound exactly what I want my voice to sound like.
2: So a totally relevant question. Um in that the it was Thirst and Hunger was the video. So mm-hmm. I was doing my research. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: love and
2: Hunger. Well, one I was gonna say shouts to you because you didn't have to pay any actors.
3: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I know, the mannequins were a little expensive, though.
2: <laughs> oh, sh- I didn't even think about that. They yeah. probably were mad expensive, actually, right?
1: Yeah. Probably more um, than actors. Colin actually got them all, though. He had the concept originally, um, and his friend Tyreek, who is our mutual friend, um, he came approached me and was like, my friend Colin has this concept, and I said your song would Who's, be really what's good What's Colin's last name? Colin Shepard.
2: Okay, he's dude who directed it. Yeah. Word. Colin Shepard directed
1: it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly where, but it's from Massachusetts. Word. Yeah, so his friend Tyreek, a.k.a. Dirty Resin, he hit me up and said that this concept would go perfect with my song, and I loved it right away. So um, we just, like, met Pretty up. dark, man. Yeah, we met up Pretty a couple scary. days later and made it happen, and it was a long process seasons changed as we were filming this production yeah
2: are, are you do you know little peep i'm yeah. sure obviously right we yeah have Lil i have peep. a
1: little peep tattoo and Th- that's like, what that is yeah the love is like a tribute to him because he had that on his stomach whoa but yeah he's like the reason i started putting out music because i went to his show in april 2017 so
2: everyone talks about the yeah. show when he was yeah. in boss he wasn't that big right
1: no, it was his first show in Boston, and I, like, stayed late with my friends, and we got to meet him. Did Dami
2: Divine pull it together? Yeah. Okay. The
1: first show was Dami Divine, and the second one, I think it was Leeds and Dami maybe, but, yeah, he, like, really, he came back even bigger, but, yeah, I, like, got to talk to them, and I told them about how they inspire my music and stuff, but I'm still so shy to put it out, and they're just, like, honestly, like, you just gotta put it out, like... It's not a big deal. Like you that's got fire. this, yeah.
2: Was rest in peace. Was he like on the skids then when you had met him?
1: I mean, I don't really know. I pr- probably it like a
2: wild like two years, man. When yeah. Just start like groove mad fast, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's I, really th- sad. I I
2: kind of think I start. That's when like. Some of this underground stuff kind of started to get like mainstream attention. Definitely. Probably with him, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, with him and then with like Lil Uzi Vert, who also came from SoundCloud and like Playboy Cardi. Oh. I feel like they. Yeah, but that yeah, was Ghost rap. Man. That was
2: rap, though. I mean, I kind of mean like alternative music. You know, his sound yeah. was different.
1: That's true. He was more of a singer than a rapper. I'm I feel a Beamer like. Beamer
2: Boy. I fucking <laughs> love that song.
1: Yeah, just like. Sang like Blink-182, kind of. <laughs> exactly. What? Like a face
0: came from Tiger's job. Yeah. That a big, like, that, that's an emo band. That is definitely an emo band.
2: Tiger Beat the magazine? <laughs> I
0: love Tiger <laughs> Beat. Oh, my God. I'm
1: playing Zach Efron Are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Team
3: Jacob. Why are you Team
2: Edward?
1: I don't know. I feel like...
2: <laughs> did you like those books growing up?
1: Uh, at the time when they were popular oh, yeah. It, yeah i mean my name everyone it's isabella, isabella everyone true. calls me bella so i was just like i feel like i just have to like this okay when <laughs> it's so bad when edward asks her like if she likes the weather and then she's like <laughs> the weather
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <she's> exactly it
1: <laughs> she was so awkward
3: <laughs>
2: She was frustrated sometimes. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 My mom loved Twilight and took me to the movies. I just don't understand how anyone in their right mind could voluntarily beat Team Jacob when he was literally the most selfish character okay. in the entire time. What I just hate
2: than Makes over here and says she hates Jacob.
0: Face. Taylor Walters is just hotter than... Um,
2: I fucked with Team Jacob. I like the movies. I never read the books. The movies are smacking, though. I mean, but she was always pissed, man. Every movie.
3: She was just perpetually stressed out. She was going oh, through it she like was shaky I mean, she was when getting
2: when so much be, attention, man, like come on. Be
3: stressed out if you were like a raging lesbian who had to pretend to be attracted to two men.
2: And one's a werewolf and the other one's a vampire. (laughs) And the vampire's like seven million years old. And the
3: vampire like just like watches you sleep. And he's a fucking psycho. Super selfish and like wants you to give up your whole life. It's Bella. Yeah, we're
0: very gay. Very gay people. True. That's a
2: part
3: of
0: the music scene we're into. It's all like.
2: Yeah, explain that. So, is is there a big LGBT tie-in with the underground? Yes. Here yeah. I, wanna, I might want to cut this up as a clip because it's interesting.
1: I feel like the underground exists because of the LGBT and um the people of color who have started it. And then in
2: Boston specifically? Everywhere.
1: I mean everywhere. Yeah. I feel like just in like its origins. But in here in Boston specifically, I don't feel like we have the representation we deserve but there is still Elaborate a big community
2: representation what do you mean
1: I just feel like more there needs to be more um, events and more exposure. inclusion and exposure yeah because a lot of the underground shows that are like specifically rap shows to be honest they're more of like a white male centered area and some so you mean shows
2: specifically.
1: Yeah, and Just I don't know, general. I feel like people in general, yeah, they're...
2: Well, doesn't wouldn't that take away from the underground if there's, like, too much attention?
0: Well, we're in the underground anyways because we, we're we not mainstream. The people that are taking these opportunities advantage are the mainstream. That's the real difference. It's not like underground is not, like, a kind of a gatekeeping thing.
2: It's yeah, like but isn't the goal to keep it... Like tight-knit and intimate.
1: Yeah, so it's almost like these people are taking a scene that isn't necessarily theirs, and they have all this money and can throw the shows, and they're not really including the actual underground people. Underground. Oh, you think
2: you think it's being exploited? Yeah,
3: yeah. it's one hundred percent being exploited. They're calling it underground, and the whole the whole point of like, who's this promoters? Counterculture. I mean, yeah, it's not no. just promoters. It's also it's. I mean, it's It's promoters, but it's it's people... It's even even fans and people that like the music. It makes sense because, like, you see something that you want, like, that you think is cool, you want to emulate it, you want to imitate it, but there are things that it's just, like, sometimes this is not for you. And, like, when you see bills that are, like, 100%, like... White cis male artists, and they're all like making like underground music. I'm like, you don't understand what this even is. So how could you possibly be a part of it? Like, so you, you you can't know. hate from outside the when you can't get it, but you're creating this thing oh, and say saying it that it's yeah, like, Literally, like you can't, like, literally get into <laughs> you're creating this thing and you're saying that it's yours, but it's it's not, and it never
2: will be. Well, what's interesting to me is I feel like my depiction of the community is that it seems very inclusive but the way you're saying it's like yo fuck all those other people because this is our thing well
3: it's extremely inclusive and i think that it's one thing to want to have people there because the thing is that so many people are not understanding that queer people and people of color like they deserve your support and they're not saying don't come to our shows and they're not saying don't support our art what we're saying is you can support us and you can appreciate us without trying to be us and that's where the disconnect is.
2: That's just interesting to me, though. I like. So do you feel like you're building a barrier by. I'm just playing devil's I mean, advocate here. There's
3: a definite. There's a definite. People are going to see it and say, oh, like, maybe this is gatekeeping or maybe this is a barrier or maybe you're ostracizing people. And I'm like, look, like, I'm not here to pander. I'm not here to, you know, bring a bunch of people into this thing. But like, I'm here to bring people in who don't have a voice.
1: Yeah, that that you feel that way too.
2: Voices,
1: yeah, it's
3: definitely.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: no, I'm. I'm just agreeing with Mick. It's definitely for the people who don't have a voice that dev- deserve that like first place inclusion, and then you know the other people who they do have more of a voice or um, like status or whatever it is that they may have, they can enjoy it, but they. Don't really deserve to be part of it because they don't really know what it means or why it started.
2: So you, you, the ultimate goal would be to get this community exposure, correct? Yeah. But I mean, but only the community and no one can. I'm just wondering. Say, yeah. No, no not, not
0: having a respectful foundation of
3: where the community is It's like from. understanding yeah. that what it's rooted in. That's the problem. It's like not if you don't understand what something is rooted in and you're trying to emulate it, then
2: you're just making a mockery. So what I'm saying, so let's say like I, so I threw a big show at the Middle East, right? Sold it out. Don't tell anyone. Downstairs, whoa. And I want to throw a show for your subgroup, right? Underground in Boston. Yeah. Am I like being a culture vulture by doing that or am I supporting?
1: I mean, are well, you
2: like, are you of course we pay the, the artists. Yeah. I give you the I most money you I ever you had at a show
1: I yeah I mean fun. it depends on a lot of different factors someone who like you who isn't part of the scene if you throw a show and you actually put on like people like us me and Mick and the people that are actually here for the underground and not exploiting it um, I feel like that would be fine Maybe. I yeah
0: it's just, just, I like a
2: show man Let's like, four main things, like, Let's hate artists,
0: don't be homophobic, racist, or
1: transphobic.
2: Yeah, or predators. Or,
0: yeah, yeah, like, just imagine. Just, just, like, simple moral things that, like, Wait. anyone can do. That
2: So, I didn't hear all of that. You said the guidelines are don't be homophobic, transphobic, or racist.
0: And xenophobic, and probably just.
2: Not, not being rude. What is xenophobic? What's it the like, fear of? Like, fear of, like,
0: immigrants or, like, foreigners. Okay. but within the rap scene that's already known like I don't want to like I don't also just want to seem like a super like liberalized figure too because in the rap scene it's like you you get the money like you are working from nothing to get there and a lot of people don't put in that's why I like it it's entrepreneurial it's like morals but like it's just more for like we're talking about like more queer and non-binary girls who are have a different way of hustling it's just a little it's like we will still work with like men and everything it's just not like you don't have to it's just understanding it's not reaching a st- like it's not reaching a standard it's understanding and being respectful of someone's sexual identity background and understanding if they want to be open about it and it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to like flaunt it yourself it's just being accepting of it because it's like sometimes places aren't like that and obviously like in the like rapsing, people don't care they don't but like so you, know, you just we're trying to make a voice in a way that is inclusive not overbearing, but at the same time, accepting.
2: So what do you see as like the ultimate goal of, this, of the community, the underground community? So one, we, we just touched on a bunch here. I just want to make sure I can clarify for everyone that's listening in case they didn't pick it up on the mic. You guys are saying there's a little bit of frustration because some people want to hack into this community and exploit it. Yeah. And they do that through throwing shows and not paying the artists and just realizing that there's There's a tension on this community.
0: If there's no money, that's exploitation. Yeah. Okay.
2: Not always though too. Not,
0: not always, but like if it's like a headlining show and it's like, well, I'm
2: saying it'd be a lot different if I just had you come up here and like, I didn't do any research. You know what I'm saying? And then you just came up here.
0: Yeah. You're not, you're not exploiting
2: anything. I know, but what I'm saying is you can exploit without, without bills, but, we're saying that the community, the underground community, wants exposure and recognition. Th- and recognition, and th- you guys don't feel like you're getting it.
1: Yeah, I feel like people kind I don't of. Know this for so a
0: trend ride. That's like you see, like a sad boy collective get a hundred thousand views in two days just because there's people that like that image. And like, who am I to say the music is good or bad or whatever? But we can just see a bunch of people with the same image in comparison to someone who is like an LGBTQ like not getting the same recognition because it's not as comfortable for that person.
1: Yeah, I just feel like there are a lot of talented, queer artists of color that get overlooked. And what we really want as a scene is to just uplift each other and make sure that we're all getting our art recognized and accepting being accepted by others
2: one thing is it has to be good though right yeah okay
1: but i mean if all these people that are are infiltrating the underground and exploiting and they suck but they just have a lot of money and status and the ability to really push everything forward That's kind
2: of takes away from the authenticity.
1: Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that we don't want like happening. And people. So this
2: is like common in the the scene.
1: Yeah, I mean there is a lot of people who in like in the past year and a half or two years have just ridden the underground wave and they're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm just just making music now. Like I'm I don't know, I just Mm -hmm. started making music and they're like. Just it's just not good, and it's it's making a mockery of us almost.
2: So, ultimately, though, we we all do. When I say we, I just mean like you. <laughs> but you want to like totally be able to pursue music as a full-time career, making money. Yeah. Right? So how would you navigate that, and like be able to bring in this attention? Because we all know it, like attention brings money. Without kind of distorting the intimacy of the scene
1: i mean there is no real way to do that it's tough huh? there is always gonna be the people who suck and try to make music like and try to exploit us and stuff it's always gonna happen and as i grow i see people emulating me and trying to like do what i do posers and i know but it's it <laughs> but happens it's flattery though yeah i mean it's just something that like To a point, we have to accept, but then once it um, surpasses, like, boundaries and it's disrespectful, you know, you have to lay it down. And that's really all it's about. Like, as long as you come with respect, like, I don't care if you suck. Like, I mean, yeah, it's – you probably aren't going to be that respectful if you do, but,
2: like, yeah. Yeah, I feel you. So back to the LGBTQ community. I'm saying that right. I just – before we start talking about this, I just want to note. I don't know, I don't want to say anything, like, offensive, because I don't know, like, the right designations. You understand? Like, I, I don't know. It's LGBTQ, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, wh- where did the tie-in come initially? Like, th- it was, like, a crossover between underground music and the LGBTQ community? Well,
3: if you just think about it, they're just kind of, like, it's one and the same. I mean, if you think about think about, okay, think about what's been societally like acceptable like what yeah. the social norms are and then yeah. think about the fact that like the idea of creating like a counter to that like a counterculture it's always been well i'm not expe- accepted, so i'm going to make my own space and queer people and people of color we're not accepted so we're going to make our own space so it's not that there was ever a crossover it's
2: that it was always one and the same yeah. word so okay it is it's that way in boston too I mean, it's, that way, it's, it's a boston like, show so i'm just boston, trying to tie yeah, it in. It's like, like, across the board, like that's kind of how it is and so then it's like
3: there's like an overlap now because there are like queer artists and there are artists of colour and there are queer
2: artists of colour and they're like, Let's do this together. Word. Yeah word (laughs) i get it i I met
3: isabella on tinder like literally (laughs) isabella was the first friend i made when i moved to boston true on tinder
2: and whoa a couple of swipes oh
3: my god my
1: first message to you i remember it to this day
3: your first message to me was so corny i was like this is so fucking corny but this bitch is cute and like i like her makeup where did you move from (laughs) i'm from atlanta
2: whoa yeah so we yeah, were doing a little late night swipes and we all linked up, huh?
1: <laughs> Basically,
3: Pretty we much.
1: went to a party together and then we became best friends from there. Yeah,
3: like everybody, like people were coming up to us at the party and asking if we were witches. We were
1: like, yeah. <laughs> I know they probably thought we were like <laughs> yeah. already best friends forever, and we just met that night. Like, yeah. it so trust
2: trusting someone you don't know, huh? That's... Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it was Some like... people though, just like you get a vibe.
2: from the
3: start. Yeah. Like, like, like I don't know. With you, you hang out with. In my experience, at least, I hang out with, like, straight people or cis people, and it's, like, three years later, I'm like, shit, man, you have a brother? Mm-hmm. And, like, I hang out with a queer person, and,
2: like, three hours in, I'm like, and that's why I'll never find love. Can, can you, <laughs> like, this is not even me being ignorant, but can you elaborate on what cis is? Cisgender. So
3: it just means, it just means, like, identifying with, like, the gender that you were, like, assigned at birth.
2: Okay. Yeah. So I'm a dude, I'm, I'm a but, cis. Yeah, like, like I'm a good guy, <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like that, that's definitely not everyone's
2: yeah. experience. Okay. I don't yeah. want anyone to feel like belittled too, because like there is. I think I think in my experience, mind you, I went to a grew up in the suburbs, man. I went to a Providence College, which was a all, all white, mostly Catholic college. I don't think that everyone really somehow there has to be some sort of like. Open, acceptable dialogue between people because I like totally get what you're saying, but I just don't think I have access to the information as regularly. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which makes
3: sense if you think about it. They don't teach you these yeah, things. Yeah. Like I mean, you take sex ed in, in like high school and middle school and even elementary school, and they're like, "So this is how it works. This is how it works." Like boys and girls. Sex ed, ed was together, wild though. And, like they don't teach you about what it's like if you're gay, which is why queer yeah. people end up traumatized. You know, mm-hmm. and then we write really fucked up songs and everybody loves them. But we're like, yeah, um, life is weird when you're queer. <laughs> and that's why I think... In that America, that we too. We work with people from, like, you don't just have to be like gay
0: within the community because a lot of the time, sexuality is a personal topic. And I totally understand when people don't want to incorporate that with their music. But it's more like we're open with it. And we'll talk to anyone as long as they're respectable. And it's not we're not trying to educate people or, like, push things down their throat. But it's just the whole word I want to focus on is boundaries. It's just like, this is what's up. You either can roll with it or you don't. And it's not where, it like, it's like at the end of the day, it's like you can't control what other people...
2: So are you, you're bi? Yeah. When did you know? Um,
1: I don't know. I think I was like, I was pretty young, honestly. Maybe like nine or eight. I don't know. You just
2: got like girls and dudes.
1: Yeah, it kind of came up um with a friend an older friend because my mom was a nanny so my mom used to take care of this girl and she was helping us move in she was probably like 16 or 17 and i think like the song i kissed a girl came out and i no i
2: liked it yeah
1: i was really i mean i was raised very religiously so i was like oh i like don't feel like that's right like why is she saying that And then my friend Annie was just like, you know, it's okay if girls kiss girls and boys kiss boys. And if they like either or both, I'm just like, oh, well, I never really thought about that. And then I realized.
2: I can understand why it'd be so tough for dudes also. Like, Mm -hmm. I think gay dudes got it really tough, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck. I
1: know. Even like, you
2: know, you're as a girl, it's somewhat, you know, I'm, and I don't want to generalize, but a, l- a little more glorified to be a lesbian. Well,
3: no, I mean yeah. that's the thing is, it's like guys are expected to be like, like they're
2: masculine. Masculine. Testosterone. Like, you can't
3: cry. You can't do like. You ever get sick of drinking water? Cause clear is a gay color. Like,
2: <laughs> I've never heard that <laughs> <there's>, one.
3: <laughs> no, I just, I just mean like it's like ridiculous, like the amount of masculinity is, like imposed on men. Clear is a gay color. You know what I mean though? Like it's yeah. and it's ridiculous because it makes it so hard to like. Be like a queer man, you know, and so, like, that on the other hand, like, lesbians and like queer women and founders are like sensationalized to the point that it's like you're literally walking down the street, like, with like a girl, and it's like, you guys should kiss. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just out here it's wild, huh? Coffee, man.
1: Yeah, it's it sucks that like people have to do that and just not let others be. Like, I don't know, it's changing though. Yeah, that's for sure, gradual. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's more with, like, older people, you know, like Mick said, oh, you girls should kiss. Like, that doesn't really happen with, like, someone our age. A guy wouldn't say that to us, but, like, Well, there's some, I, mean, I know
2: some dogs out there. Yeah,
1: maybe. some, but, like, it's mostly with older people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two girls, won't come. <laughs> oh, my God. Ew. You need to relax. <laughs>
2: you need to relax, Molly. No. You got to pipe it down. That was not good. Absolutely. No, you got to yeah. calm down.
1: That was awful. <laughs> that
0: was my campy bad joke of the day. Uh, <laughs> you get
2: one. <laughs> so, does that. I haven't really heard any gay themes in the music specifically. No. I didn't listen to every single song, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's not like a whole lot of. I don't feel like there's that many pronouns in my songs, I guess, but in the ones that there are, it is more like he, but. Also, I'm writing songs about like heartbreak and being let down, and it's usually guys that do that to me. Girls are nice to me and they don't break my heart. So, so.
2: are you the do you date girls too? Yeah. Okay, we're dated girls. Me too.
1: Nice. (laughs) (laughs) We have that in common. Fire. (laughs) Um,
2: Here's a question How did you get such a big IG following?
1: Um, so it happened, like, two <laughs> years ago, um, it was actually with Juan here, we were at Boston and Calling, and Lord. my nails were all fucked up, and I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna light my nail on fire and take a picture flipping off the camera, and...
2: You went viral.
1: Yeah, that shit went viral. Whoa! So... Can I see the video? It's not a video, it's a picture, but here, I'll pull it up, and then... Yeah, from there I barely had a thousand followers before I posted that picture, and then at the end of the day I had five thousand, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" And then just grew. Yeah, like from there, it's like every post, like every few posts, I should say, got like a couple thousand followers, and I'm just like, "Wow!" And I've been pushing my music through my posts. Oh yeah, this is the picture.
2: Yeah, you look way different here than you. you I know. (laughs) So
1: people roasted me for like how i did my makeup so i kind of changed things it's on snapchat Snapchat. like so
2: so question (laughs) so did did you start as it grew did you start to become a little more expressive
1: kind of but also i changed the way i expressed myself because before on my instagram if you look back it's more like pictures of things and not really that many selfies and now it's all just selfies. my face
2: full well, style
1: yeah so i feel like i did change my feed to what people want to see or at least what it seems like they want to see because that's what gets more likes and stuff. i know isn't so. it
2: weird though like yeah do you ever get caught in it like
1: i yeah i stress about it sometimes and like sometimes i'll just be like on my insta for hours like responding to hate and like to people that love me and to all different things i'm just like this is so much energy like i could take a nap
2: i know <laughs> i'm and i'm sure like as it will grow it's just gonna become more and more demanding yeah mind you like the gdp ig is probably just gonna hit a thousand followers i know i was checking the, I've, I've, I've i've not creeping on you I've been gr- been growing you. pretty fast huh yeah, pretty wild we get this 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 will get more listens and views it's big we're biggest on spotify but um it's just weird like you can get so caught up in it yeah does it it stress you out
1: it does i mean especially when some people can be so relentless and like mean they're just weirdos i know and i like i don't know but at the same time i'm like well if i keep responding it's gonna boost my reach because more people are gonna see my followers gonna defend me and then so, I'm just like, why am I so like a, wrapped up? It's like up?
2: a game, is not it? I know
1: it really is, and
2: but it also it has a lot of benefits too.
1: Yeah, it, like it, do
2: you get paid off Instagram yet?
1: Um, not from Instagram themselves, but I do have a, a lot of like promo brands, that shit like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like my favorite brands send me clothes and hair dye and all that stuff and makeup. So shout, shout
2: them out. The sponsors um, a shout out.
1: Lime Crime.
2: Cut that check.
1: And Arctic Fox doll's kill, goodbye bread, and fashion nova. Oh, you are fashion nova? <laughs> yeah. What? yeah, I got How that fashion nova. Go? <laughs> Motel Rocks. Oh my god, I'm going to the forget them. The fashion nova some. model. Wigs <laughs> too. Oh yeah, trendy wigs, um, Eva hair. Gosh, I can't even remember all the names. Wow. I feel bad. What? oh yeah ttdi oh so it's cold per- sour apple
2: <laughs> oh so you're for real on the, the business let's go yeah okay, so Bella, hell yeah, yeah. From
1: T-T-D-I. yeah. Okay. and i feel
0: like i see you're on everyone's explore page too like call me a hustler bella's a hustler like it's, the it's ig cute. hustle man but also like an artistic one because i feel like bella's style isn't really seen on instagram like there's people kind of like similar but like I feel like Bella has her own pop of color. She mixes into things and really focuses on primary colors. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think it's like really art, well done. I feel like how you present yourself is unique within your style too. Thank you. And yeah. a lot of people. Like I, I saw a girl. Molly heard,
2: you ca- Molly heard you catching checks. <laughs> She's trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love my artist. She's great. Get her up here. Blah, blah, blah. Well, me and Bella were really good friends
1: before. Yeah, we've been friends for a long time now, since high school. So. Word. Yeah.
2: Hey, so, you are you full time on Instagram or do you still work at Bare Minerals?
1: I don't work at Bare Minerals anymore. I do have two real life jobs, but. Tell em. I don't wanna.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Gasp was a little upset when I told him, like, yeah, you got a job, right? He was like, yeah, but I don't have to do it. I I get it, though, too. You don't really want everyone on the internet knowing you you also kind of conduct a normal day, right?
1: I mean, like, I don't mind that they know. I mean, it's actually kind of nice if they do know that I'm a normal person, so maybe they won't be such assholes to me sometimes, but...
2: The hate. (laughs) I know, I'm sure you get a lot of it, honestly. Yeah. you get any, like, creepy-ass dudes in your DMs, too?
1: I get the craziest messages honestly I could
2: only imagine People
1: go to my DM requests just to lose their dignity I swear to god like <laughs> they I don't know what happens that I'll they like,
2: I'll lick your forehead eat your hair
1: Yeah your... like <laughs> someone has told me that my hair looks edible and I'm just like whoa, don't eat it though Cotton Candy like, whoa
3: one of my favorite things you've ever posted on Instagram Was the post you made when you were like Since everyone wants to clown me for my eyebrows This is your one chance to like drop a comment about them Yes
2: (laughs) What's wrong with the eyebrows?
1: Uh, They've evolved (laughs) This is like their maybe final form I don't know but like
2: The tiger strikes (laughs) Yeah
1: I used to, they, I don't know. I guess they were thicker, not so blended, not as clean, but it's like when you're practicing your makeup, it's not going to be perfect. You don't see me commenting on other people's makeup now that I'm like better. And yeah.
2: Do you ever, um, do you think like you, I don't even want to call it persona on Instagram, but like your image on Instagram, do you ever think it, it will detract from the music or it will drive the music?
1: I feel like... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm definitely at a point where people honestly don't know that I make music. And so I'm really trying to figure out how to combine the two. And me and Joey, my engineer, we do have some plans and ideas for that. But um, yeah, it definitely... I mean...
2: It's weird because I know, like, you've been posting like selfies for so long. It's like you don't yeah. want to like come out of like left field like crazy, right?
1: Yeah, but even like videos yeah. that the little videos that I make for my songs, like singles and stuff, like those get like one of them's at almost a hundred thousand views on Insta, and yeah, it's, look at that. it's like promoting one of my songs. And I'm trying to do more stuff like that to incorporate my face with my voice, so people really see what it's all. Um,
2: Uh, Which video is it? I'm just going to look at it.
1: Um, it's...
2: Whoa.
0: You got to run, run, run? I didn't follow
2: you for my personal. (laughs) Yeah.
0: this one. I
2: have your Stay song stuck in my head right now. Do I listen to this
1: song? Yeah, and it has, like, a good amount of... Views and stuff. A little and blunt smoke.
2: <laughs> little wink. Yeah. So you've been switching the hair up like crazy, huh? Yeah. Here we got a little gray. We got a little purple. <laughs> Whoa.
1: Yeah. Arctic Fox sent me a bunch of colors, so I'm kind of just like trying a little bit of everything again.
2: <laughs> so. Have Have you landed on one you like yet?
1: I mean, I kind of really do like what I have going on right now. I think it's nice. Yeah. I haven't seen
2: that yet. The the two tone drip.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen it before but... Juan's over
2: here with the oh, green. I'm gonna call it the Scooby-Doo <laughs> Scooby-Doo <laughs> Mystery <laughs> Van
1: Yeah
2: uh, We got the Cheetah Girl The Cheetah Girl, I like that <laughs> And Molly, we got the like Shakira. Uh, We got the Melisandre <laughs> no, 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 You know who no, Melisandre no, no, is? No, 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 no. That, that's the Fire Priest in Game of Thrones <laughs> The
0: Fire Priest <laughs> That's awesome Look that's cool. up Melisandre I I. feel like I Oh my god
2: The Fire Priest
0: Absolutely you no, um, good nanny
2: too, you know, like. Oh yeah. I oh like my I God. try to do a
0: bunch of, I like my, mm. my hair's curly, so I just
2: like. What would you cate- categorize my hair as? Give me a color. If you say so red, so you it. get knocked out.
1: I don't know. I guess like a <laughs> brown.
2: Brown.
1: I don't know. I can't. How dare you? Look at this lighting. First of all, oh, it's hard to tell. There's a
2: lot going on in this room. <laughs> yeah. I have a seizure.
1: So you're part ginger.
2: No. It's autumn. Autumn,
1: okay.
2: Tell, Ar- um. tell Arctic Fox to cut that check. Yeah,
0: you have to say that into the microphone like a super like, PTA mom.
2: Auburn? Is <laughs> that what we were looking for? Yeah. I'm just a gimmick, oh, really? I don't know. Uh, I had a bunch of questions. Oh, well, I, I didn't tie in the little peep. So that video kind of reminded me of the Awful Things video with the classroom.
1: Oh, I mean, honestly, that was all Colin's ideas, like the settings and stuff. The only things that were like my doing or ideas was my makeup and outfits and stuff. So it was all on him. So I don't really think that he had that in mind. I don't know if he likes it. You know what I'm talking about though, right? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The video's dope. I know. I wish Tracy had a bigger part in it, though. Oh, is he in it? I don't even know if he's in the video, but he's in the song.
2: Bother me.
1: (laughs) Tell me all It's
2: harmonized. Great. <laughs> you know okay. I love it. Oh, here. Oh, we actually, we've hit on a lot. Look at all these questions I had.
3: Sheet.
2: I know. Well, sometimes I drink a little pre workout in the morning before I lift and I get on the treadmill. And I'm like, yo, I got a bunch of ideas. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did your pre workout make you itch?
2: No, it's it's a different type. I've tried those, though. Yeah,
3: like, okay. Next, I time,
2: we'll, next time we'll all pass around yeah. some my of the fave scare is of Beetle.
3: HP Labs. That's my fave.
2: You drink pre-workout?
3: Yeah, I stopped. I mean, I got really bad tendonitis. And I, I used to, like, lift every day. <laughs> no way, really? No, yeah, no. Like, I was, like, I was, like. Were you strong? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was still fucking strong. <laughs> no, yeah, I, like, I used Just to lift like... every day, and then I got tendonitis. I would literally. I Where, in your workout. knee? Would, or your um, wrist? In my ankles and in this knee. <laughs>
2: So bad. Yeah, Molly, so can you check on a thing for me? <laughs> Thank you.
3: I would take um, I would take my pre-workout, and then I would run to the gym, and I would lift. No, yeah, I would do cardio for an hour, and then I would lift for an hour every day. Oh, you were going
2: hard. Yeah,
1: I remember so that. I <laughs> yeah, and you were so vegan. Like,
2: yeah, and I was vegan. It's like a little, it's a red thing within the circle.
1: I'm vegan now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: sorry. Don't stress me out. Scary. You're vegan.
1: Yeah, Fully? I. Yeah, I started being vegetarian when I was nine years old. And then I've been vegan on and off like since then.
2: You're on all the trends, huh? Yeah,
1: I mean before they were trends though. Oh, like, you trends setter. I guess so, but um yeah, so I decided to be vegan like last week because I was just, like my ecological footprint feels a little big right now, so got to shrink it.
2: Are you a are you a, a paleo hater though? If someone says, "Hey, I'm pretty I'm a, I'm a carnivore." Do we hate that?
1: No, I, it honestly doesn't really come up, like, either, I don't know. Do you
2: feel good on the vegan diet? You don't feel like like you have a lack of energy?
1: No, I don't. I mean, you've
2: probably been doing plant-based for so long.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, I feel like it's not a huge difference to my body, because I was already not eating meat, so. So what'd you
2: cut, like, eggs?
1: Eggs and cheese.
2: So what do you eat, like, a leaf?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, um... Eat leaves and sticks mm-hmm. and then yeah. little mud cakes. A little
2: celery stick, a little water. That's about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Tofu is really good. I mean, vegan's good if you like to cook, which my mom is really great at. So she cooks for me.
2: <laughs> Shout out to mom.
1: <laughs> Literally.
2: <laughs> Wait, I had two more really good questions. How am I doing, Molly? Am I doing a good job? I think I do. Exactly. Thank you. I'm glad we went over the LGBT stuff because I didn't really understand it. That's great.
1: Yeah, I hope that opened up your understanding. And then for anyone who's watching this too, and I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm like SJW, super like. What's that mean? Social justice warrior. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, Heard of those?
2: Heard of those? Like
1: I don't want people to think that that's like my style, because it's really not. I'm just all about inclusivity and not exploiting people and being respectful.
2: Motivational speaker over here. You know me. <laughs> well, yeah, I just saw your your most recent Instagram. Yeah. Did, didn't you say, life is pain, bitch, get over it?
1: <laughs> no. Over here, let me, I'll Bitch, I
2: know, life is fucking pain, but I'm not going to let you give up. Not today. I love you. <laughs> Elaborate. Life is pain.
1: <laughs> life is pain. I mean. Oh, come on, let's be
2: a little positive. Dude,
1: I mean, you heard stuff pain. from my past. You said it yourself. <laughs>
2: stuff sucks sometimes but can't we just be a little optimistic
1: no i mean we can and i'm definitely that type of person life is pain but
2: i'm not gonna
3: let you give up yeah
2: but is life pain yes life it's, isn't good no, no one life is bad no one's saying that like people are
3: saying oh,
2: i know but show? you understand the connotation life is pain you life every day is painful
1: not every i didn't say everyday life and is pain Life in general is pain, not for one individual person, but for the world as a whole.
2: I think that's pessimistic.
1: I don't know. I feel like it's it's... kind of true, though, and we need to realize that to do something about it and give each other solidarity because if if you don't feel specifically like life is pain for yourself, but in the world in general it is, maybe that might make you want to, help someone else out a little bit more don't
2: you feel like you got to get yourself situated yeah, first before you can help someone else
1: yeah and i feel like i'm doing that
2: life <laughs> is good man can't life be okay
0: well there's always going to be aspects of it but like everyone circumstance wise everyone has a different experience and sadly people do not have a better off positive experience more half the time yeah due to the socioeconomic gaps uh yeah
2: I get it b- but it's easy to feed into the terrible shit. It's much easier it's not, than, than setting your good. brain on positive.
0: It's being real with it. And sometimes positivity can be you can be nihilistic while being real with yourself and not. Yeah.
2: Have you but what I'm saying is have you ever just tried to like in your mind just like tried to offset to positivity?
1: I mean, I have a few mental illnesses that like make that hard Mm -hmm. and
2: why what do you suffer from
1: i have depression anxiety and borderline personality disorder so those all make it really hard to sometimes even get up in the morning so i know that it it could be like for some people a choice to just be happy but a lot of the times i can't just like make that choice so i just don't let myself give up no matter what though
2: The warrior spirit. Do you go to therapy?
1: Yeah. I go to therapy. Yeah, I've had the same therapist um, since I was 15. Word. Yeah. Does it help? Yeah, I mean, he helps me, like, he picks at my brain, like, helps me sort through my issues and see, like, because a lot of borderline, too, is you don't really perceive things the same way. Like, a lot of things come off as, like, attacking you and it's like not like that so he helps me like realize that it's better than it actually is don't you
2: think uh like mental health disorders is kind of at a certain point just a spectrum do you think that no. you don't you think there there are clear cut i think
0: genetically like you can see on an mri that there is a mental health
2: disorder no no for sure i just mean like the designation of which disorder because i kind of right. i kind of feel like sometimes if you have like a a borderline patient is sometimes associated with anxiety and depression usually usually it's lumped together right
1: yeah that happens a lot but i mean it doesn't necessarily mean like one you're gonna have the other kind of thing okay yeah because some people
2: if i was diagnosed i'd be diagnosed ocd like not even trying to complain i'd 100 percent. i think like psychotically obsessive yeah a, a yeah. lot so shit ready pound man <laughs> To having some brain problems sometimes. True. <laughs>
0: a lot of the time, too, anxiety manifests itself in different ways. Like,
2: why I like
0: mental, like, when you get diagnosed with a mental illness, like, I- the severity of it might not be prevalent, but it's like you definitely have it. It's not like you're diagnosed with BPD, like, and you're doing all these crazy things at once. Sometimes, like, a couple behaviors and actions lead into that. Yeah. It's not like it's just that's like a more of a stigma to it, like, Um, like it's a lot of times people like self-diagnose themselves and it's just really good to see a therapist to talk it out and realize it's within normal reach. My one
2: real like political legislative stand is that kids that are sometimes born in like the worst possible neighborhoods or positions don't have access to the best therapists. Yeah. So that's like one of the most fucked up things possible because, I they mean, could really use it. Yeah, and like mental health like in those neighborhoods is probably on average mental health problems is probably on average a little bit worse just because of the condition.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
2: So that's that's a, a flaw in the capitalistic society.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of people with mental health issues, I mean i feel like i'm a very high functioning person um with bpd but there's some people who literally can't work because of it and they can't do anything like that and provide for themselves and they're gonna end up being pushed to those impoverished areas too so mm-hmm. it's tough man yeah.
2: um what's your your stance on drugs you do drugs <laughs>
1: um i just smoke weed
2: no pills none of that lsd I'm not going to incriminate you. I, ju- I just wonder how people who are conscious of like their <laughs> mental health problems do drugs.
1: Okay. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, A lot? You... Well, no, like I'm not, I'm pretty responsible with it. But like a couple weeks ago when I was on vacation, like I was kind of like on a two week bender, but like I was fine, you know?
2: Were you tripping?
1: Yeah. Acid, molly, Vicodin, Adderall whoa just whatever we had
2: what, what what was the comedown like
1: uh bad pretty bad <laughs> like <right>? really bad <laughs> probably terrible yeah it wasn't good um but
2: did you enjoy acid
1: yeah i've done acid probably too many times now but i always have fun doing it i feel like it's always either like a really funny time or an inspiring time or something
2: no uh, bad trips
1: I haven't had a bad trip myself, but I've been with people having bad trips. It's hard. Petrifying. Yeah, it's hard. But I don't know. I mean, for me though, I just it's very overwhelming emotionally. I mean for anyone, but since I feel like I have depression and anxiety, like I'm kind of already used to it and I know how to get myself down from like a place like that.
2: Can I ask you guys a question as a collective? I want you to answer it though. Do you think in the underground slash LGBT community that, in Boston specifically, that you guys notice mental health disorder more within the community than you would in a separate social setting?
0: Well,
1: yeah, because a lot
0: of the times
2: when... Hey, hey, feed her the answer just so we can get on audio.
1: Yeah, I think that there is because... Was that a good question? Okay. So, yeah, a very good yeah okay. I don't think a lot of people ask or think about that, but I feel like the reason why there would be a lot more people with mental health issues in the underground scene is because we are the people who society kind of like pushes away. So, we help give each other that solidarity.
2: And so it's like frequent and are, are people open about it in the scene? Like hey, I kind of got some issues mentally?
1: I mean, if it's not in their songs, then like it probably does come up in conversation, honestly. I don't know, especially for me maybe because I make a lot of dark jokes and that's like a coping skill. So I feel like some people who do have that those issues, they gravitate towards that too so that they feel like they can be more open about it.
2: Well, sometimes I wonder if it's like, this The scene as a collective, from what you're saying, seems so, like, disenfranchised by society. Is that a good word? That, you know, it's inevitable that this subgroup of people feels, like, innately stressed. Because, like, you're g- kind of grown up and you're being nurtured, feeling, like, rejected by everybody.
1: Yeah, but the point isn't to make people feel like like that. It's to help them see that we do have a community even when society made you feel that way. Word. Yeah.
2: Big bochi the journalist. <laughs> Come on, man. Toss me a bone. All right, hey, listen. I, I got like two more questions, but does anyone have any questions for me? Because I'm happy to answer them. <laughs> Oh right, yeah. I got a couple questions. Some of them. And do you have
1: some Bella? Too? I might have some, yeah.
2: Yeah, F- feed the fans.
1: Someone asked how'd I get my name. That's kind of. Hey,
2: can I call you Bella? Bella. Yeah. How'd, yeah. You get, how'd you get your name, man?
1: Um. Well. I guess I decided to do Isabella instead of just Bella because it's. A little more elegant sounding, and I like to have that tone with my music. And then Amarga is a Portuguese word, my native language. And Oh, it, this
2: is not your real name.
1: No, Isabella Amarga is my stage name. My real name is Isabella something else. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> Schnitzelstein. Curveball.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so that's why I got my name like that.
2: Thanks for the fans. Yeah. I got another one. Oh, Molly was on the airwaves this morning. <laughs> Molly got up early. What was that? Eight hours ago. That was 4.56. You're crazy. <laughs> Get some sleep, lady. I got
0: out of the club. I was working till. Oh, yeah. I don't fall asleep till like 6.
2: And so what, you sleep for like three hours? Yep. And
0: I'm here and gas <laughs> hey, hey, hey.
2: <laughs> Molly says... How do you prefer your BK veggie burgers, Bella?
1: Um, Now that I'm vegan,
3: <laughs>
1: I can't. Okay. But, 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 I will say before, I had them just a veggie burger with cheese.
2: Not good. Molly, that, was that was a bad good question. question. <laughs> Molly <laughs> said, I haven't eaten in about a day. <laughs> and was so that was Big Melee <laughs> the fan. Then Molly, the salesperson manager, says, also ask about her theme behind her album, Confinement, and her favorite track off of it.
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Thanks, Molly. I, thanks, Molly. <laughs> um, so those songs are all songs that I po- composed on piano, and it took me years to write all 10 of them. Um, so the whole thing about the album is how I felt like those feelings that I wrote, everything about were confined within me and I needed a way to really expel them and put it out even if the whole world wasn't to listen I needed to do that for myself and um that's why I really like the album cover that's more of like a circus theme because it's just like I feel like I'm confined in a funny farm in my head type of thing
2: so it felt therapeutic
1: Yeah, it was definitely a huge release for me emotionally, so that's why I, that's the theme of it, but my favorite song, it kind of changes, but I'll do my two favorite songs, Anything Goes, Nothing Changes, and yeah, when I wrote that song, I was just, honestly, I was kind of impressed with myself, I was like, wow, like, How did I just create this? Like, with just my thoughts in my head and things that have happened to me, like, this is why I went through all that bullshit to create this fucking powerful song. And then I. Let's go. Yeah, and then I also love the song Thrown Away. I think I just like the way that it sounds and how my voice sounds on it and everything about it.
2: How was that? That was good. Well, that's what you're looking for? Yeah,
0: I just wanted her to talk about
2: more of like... (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. (laughs) We know. (laughs) Okay. So, oh wait, some other kid asked. What inspired you to make music?
1: Uh, Everything that I went through, I guess. I mean... Shout out to
2: Angel Miguel.
1: Shout out to that guy. (laughs) Um... I started playing piano when I was like four or five years old. I started lessons. And then um, when my dad was around, he would have me sing while he would play guitar. So I was I grew up very musical. My sisters also make music. So it was just I was surrounded by it. So by the time that I could, you know, really understand my own thoughts and Put them into poetry, I guess, is when I started composing music. So it was probably like around 10, 11 years old. Whoa. Yeah. 10 years in
2: the game, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, I only started sharing it, like, I guess it's going to be two years now, but I don't know. I guess, like, it's good that, like, I held it all in the archives.
2: Exploded it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hey, how was that? Get it?
1: Fire.
2: Okay, so my studio time's running out. It's about three thousand bars. How does that translate to time? Do we know? I think it's like an hour and a half. They went do pretty good.
1: Wow, yeah, that's a lot. Goes
2: by <laughs> quick, right? A bunch <laughs> of people having a great time. um Chit chatting. So listen, I've asked everybody this, but you and I are in some boss talk, right? In ten years, right?
3: Uh-huh.
2: Let's hope we're not running it running the show here if the show is even around who knows predestination right yeah (laughs) where where would you like to be like if you're operating at your highest level in like 10 years
1: um i mean i do want to be a touring artist but i'm thinking maybe in 10 years it might be coming down to like the end of like my touring years or something like that i would love to just continue to Write music for myself and live off of what I already have, and continue to spread my message to people. Love so. to see you make a brand. Yeah, I mean, I, like,
2: I love the logo. Logo is great. Thanks, Send, it, send made it, that. it transparent.
1: I asked him for it, and he sent it like that. So I was like, I don't think this is transparent.
0: So but whatever. Have you
2: met J- you met Jack last time here? Yeah. Jack's a Graphic Tom Design. What you? What'd he you was
0: say? mad. <laughs> Tom
2: Brady. Tom Brady. I
0: think
2: I called him that last time. Oh, I'm making a joke now. I just see him. Oh, no. Oh, I remember what you are talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. I interrupted you. My fault. No,
1: it's okay. I need to put him on like, my lip gloss. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that flavored? Yeah, it's cherry. Can you smell it? I can't. It smells like cherries.
2: It smells like box. some Hall's cough drops. Try some of the cherry
1: flavor. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I would love to have, like, my own studio space. I would... In Boston? Maybe in Boston. Maybe somewhere else. I don't know. And um, it'd be cool if I could make, like, my own line of, like, makeup or clothing and shoes and stuff. Because I do have a lot of ideas, but, yeah
2: word yeah hopefully we can do it in 10 years man that'd be fun
1: yeah that would be really cool
2: (laughs) uh the only question i didn't ask is i don't really understand what underground underdogs is can someone elaborate
1: they're like a i kind of get it they're like a music blog Collective. collective um type of thing yeah
2: started in boston
1: yeah me and jack actually go way back he was like one of the first people i collaborated with and I think
2: I've seen his Twitter. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, I was there at, like the start of Underground Underdogs. So oh, fire! Yeah, I w- I think I was the first person they interviewed Whoa. actually. So pretty cool to see how much we both have grown since then. So yeah, and
2: it's still still popping the blog or.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like they might get more. I just know
2: they were doing a bunch of shows in Boston.
1: Yeah, they hold um, events and stuff like that. And they've done some in, like, Chicago and L.A., so. Word. Yeah. Okay. Lots of fun stuff.
2: So, this is how we start and end the show. You ready?
1: Okay. How do we do it? Hey, we're
2: going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you say hi, your name. Oh, wait. First, plug all your, like, Twitter, Instagram, uh... This is a, this is a fun one though, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. What else are you on? Facebook,
1: Facebook, Tumblr, SoundCloud. Okay, my Twitter is Bella Amarga, um, Instagram is Sour Apple Cider, and my Tumblr is also Sour Apple Cider. My SoundCloud is SoundCloud.com/slash Isabella is my name. Snapchat is Bell. Ugh. B E L L U G H Fuck,
2: I hate typing. <laughs> kind of like that, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. Um, what else do I have?
2: Show, show coming up.
1: Oh yeah, show coming up on the 26th this Tuesday. Come see some bomb performers.
2: Upstairs Middle East.
1: Middle East upstairs. Yes.
2: Cool. Molly, you working? Y- no, I'm attending. You're spectating. Yes, I'm going You're, to be you're scouting.
0: <laughs> I go on stage again. They always ask me to be, like, the hype man last second. <laughs> it's, <fall>. true. <laughs> it's true. It's so, true. Like, I like seeing a lot of woos and ahs. Like, woo, ah. <laughs> it's
2: a time. Let's I'm gonna go. Bring, I'm going to
0: bring you on stage, and we're going to have you, like, have antlers. And you're just going to be like, yeah.
2: That seems a little satanic. <laughs> 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 we're
0: going to make golden deer, golden
2: goat.
3: Like Whoa.
2: Goat. Oh, shit. Whoa. I... I don't know if I can come Tuesday, but I I do definitely want to make a show. so.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'll keep it. you posted. Let's do it. I, yeah, definitely.
0: I'm we got <laughs> friends
2: at the Middle East.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: no, I just, just got like hired
2: there. Oh, you're working there? You, you met y yet?
0: Huh? I was no, just talking no, about no. I showed you y when we were... You I did, was, I was like, getting ready to do Y-Try, but
3: I, have, I don't actually know.
2: Shiz is. is back too, right?
0: Yeah. I, mean, I was. I celebrated uh, Shiz's birthday Thursday, and we... um. We sang "My Neck, My Back" at karaoke, <laughs> and I had someone last night go up to me and was like, "Wow, you really killed it! Like you're great at singing." That oh my night. god! <laughs> that <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do don't don't fuck around with shiz. Oh, so coming, I at my show she manhandled some kid. Bam. Yeah,
0: sometimes people instigate and never throw the first punch, but usually at the middle east. You throwing a punch there? <laughs> She's is, she is the, the, the hardcore angel.
2: It's the Mike Tyson. Is, that sounds like a porn title. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay, so this is how we start and end the show. Okay. You say, Hi, Hi. I'm blank.
1: Oh, wait, sorry. I interrupted <laughs> you.
2: Listen, I'm going to say this once. Okay. Hi, I'm blank. And this is my golden hour. Directly after no break. Hi, I'm Blank, and that was my golden hour. Okay.
1: You
2: got it? Okay. Okay.
1: Hi, I'm Isabella Amarga, and this is my golden hour. Hi, I'm Isabella Amarga, and this was my golden hour.
2: Molly, uh, 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 I'm going to tell you something. Everyone messes it up, so it's okay. What did I do? What and did I'm I do? End up, it's this is... And that was
1: oh that that this got turned to a that oh my goodness
2: shame. So do
1: I do both or do I just Same redo mode. that one?
2: We gotta do the whole thing. Okay, man.
1: okay. That was okay, and this is okay.
0: <laughs>
2: Go sales mode, like Molly. I love sales mode. <laughs> My artist is amazing. She, it's just the message that she's really conveying that I love about her.
1: <laughs> hi i'm isabella amarga and this is my golden hour hi i'm isabella amarga and that was my golden hour
2: and molly before we cut the audio can you click the camera for me yes. hey that was perfectly executed okay good, work. good thanks great. <laughs>